everybody. Today I'm so pleased to hop online and to share with you that I have a self-care guide which is live on roxyisla.com sorry roxyislayoga.com slash shop and I'm really excited about this piece that I have uploaded and it's available for you to download and the content has come about through discussions that I've had with friends and family about not feeling well and the question I get asked the most is how long did it take for you to get back on your feet again to be honest it took me about about three years in saying that it's not three years for every single person and that's because we're all really different we don't all have the same background don't always have the same physical makeup our bodies are different our minds are different we all have different experiences and also different levels of support that is available to us in terms of the environment that we live in for some people They may have a a really great environment where people around are super supportive and super understanding. For others, this may not be the case. There may be pressure to click your fingers and get well again really quick overnight because family, friends, work want you to be back at your optimal level of performance, so to speak. But as we know, it's not always a clear-cut answer with how you feel and the length of time to get back on your feet again to uh, to be able to work through uh, personal challenges, uh, personal issues, uh, emotional hardship, uh, mental, financial hardship. It's not a clear-cut bang, have one session of counselling and you're good. It is a process. What I will say is that it is definitely worth going on this journey to find out what works for you and what doesn't Uh, and especially now given that we are in a pandemic self-care has become even more important if now's not a good time to find your feet uh, and to start to develop a self-care practice when is a good time I talk with friends and family who have commitments and sometimes it's easier to give away to other people and to always show up and care for other people and that's really beautiful and we obviously value that absolutely we're not um, meant to ride solo in life in saying that you also need to take care of yourself to be able to show up and do the work that you want to do and serve in the way that you want to serve uh, in your life so you need to look after yourself first before you can look after anyone else that's what this self-care is about this self-care guide and it goes through ideas on meditation how you can incorporate meditation and breathing exercises into your day thinking about what you eat Uh, also sleep hygiene the value of movement journaling writing there's a lot of content in there and ideas on what you can do to support yourself and I do want to make it clear it's not a replacement for seeking help and chatting with a with a doctor with a counselor medical professional or if you need help financially seeking out financial counseling or physically 
you may need to see a nutritionist for example it's so varied and based on the individual and there are these steps that you can take daily daily or regularly three times a week to start to foster these habits these healthy and supportive habits so that in one year from now if you make five percent changes each week little small tweaks you'll be a different person in a in a year and hopefully supporting yourself a, a bit more than what you may be doing right now and I know some people find it really challenging this idea of taking care of themselves when I talk with friends and family they're like what I don't have five minutes to scratch my tail let alone journal or go to the gym or do some more exercise it's it is about fitting in that time and what I'd recommend is taking five minutes three times a week to adopt a self-care practice and then over time that can increase to 10 minutes and more regularly through the week but to begin with I'd suggest starting small and would so love for you to have a look have a look at the content uh, in the self-care guide you can see a summary on my website and see if the content resonates with you or not and and consider activities you can uh, undertake each day to be a bit kinder to yourself to enable you to show up a little bit more uh, to the degree that to the degree that you want to in the world that's what my shares about this week check it up uh, check it out on my website www.roxyislayoga.com slash shop if you have any questions i'm just a message away and would so love to talk to you and to go through any questions that you have you can message me or email me and i'll talk to you soon take care bye Hi everybody, today I'm jumping online to share my my regular podcast about yoga and really keen today to share about trauma-sensitive yoga. Trauma-sensitive yoga, it is less well known than what you see on TV, in magazines, in mainstream media and it is based on the premise that each person you come across has experienced some level of hardship regardless of what we see on Instagram or social media sometimes uh, as we know social media can show one side of life rather than the full picture and you know fair enough as well some people want to share a lot some people don't it's completely their choice what trauma sensitive yoga looks at is supporting people who have experienced trauma and helps practitioners to come back into their body when people experience trauma uh, the body can store what happens mentally emotionally uh, and also physically at a cellular level sometimes we can consciously remember 
something hectic, traumatic that has happened. Other times our brain may forget to protect ourselves, even though the brain may not acknowledge or um, process what is going on as a way of protection, the body can um, can store emotions. So physically and emotionally we can store stress and trauma in the body. Yoga and trauma-sensitive yoga in particular works to bring movement in to reset the nervous system. When you've experienced trauma, you can stay in this survival mode, flight or fight mode, and yoga, breathing exercises, embodied movement like Tai Chi is another practice and swimming. It brings awareness back into your breath and body because as part of self-preservation, sometimes people can disassociate, which means that mind is somewhere else and body's here. And so body can be here experiencing trauma of some kind and um, the brain has to go somewhere else to protect itself. And you can stay in this stressful mode for a really long time, long after the trauma, the traumatic event has occurred. And it'll only be late over time uh, the trauma may naturally heal and other times it may not it may stay with people it's so dependent on the kind of support people receive if they have access to support uh, whether that's a counselor doctor psychologist um, whether they have a social network whether people have self-care practices some people may need medication as well it is just so varied but uh, trauma sensitive yoga is based on this idea that the body stores trauma the body remembers and trauma sensitive yoga works to bring that consciousness back into the body and empower practitioners to make positive choices for themselves with trauma or hectic events it's where an experience is forced onto someone and there is no choice someone doesn't have a choice Uh, they've you know they're vulnerable and haven't been able to get uh, themselves to safety Um, and you know it it is horrific the level of um, trauma that happens in the world Uh, but it does happen and it it does have to do with choice because when that happens uh, what that means later when someone who has experienced trauma is in a safe spot their brain can think that they're still in uh, this situation where they don't have choice trauma sensitive yoga works to empower practitioners practitioners so that they can get that sense of choice back and start to make choices on the mat with whether they move their their arm higher lower look at their body parts when they're moving through practice so that they're really conscious in their breath and in their body and grounded in the now rather than body here mind somewhere else so it's really really powerful trauma sensitive yoga and uh, it certainly helped me over time I didn't realize um 
how it worked all I knew way back when was that I just felt good when I went to yoga felt chilled um, afterwards it gave me a sense of peace and I really loved that teacher said to me it's your choice uh, this practice accepts you as you are you don't have to do the splits do the handstands if you want to sure that's your choice and uh, I found that really empowering and didn't realize what all of that meant or why it was so effective until like years later until now I'm studying it saying oh okay so that's why it is a effective way of supporting people it's not it's not the only way that I personally have been able to work through personal issues um depression anxiety stress of life I guess uh but it's one of the ways that has really been powerful for me and want to encourage you to look at trauma-sensitive yoga, uh, look for trauma-sensitive yoga teachers in your neighborhood. There are often free community classes around and also specific trauma-sensitive trained teachers that, that you can work with to support yourself so that your body, it, it really can begin to heal again and you can reclaim your body your mind and your spirit in a space that is supportive for you i have an article about this on my blog i'll uh, find it and then drop it in the link to this podcast if you have any questions please let me know as well i do want to reiterate that i'm sharing this podcast from the perspective of a yoga teacher and a practitioner of yoga someone who has uh, done yoga and yoga sensitive training but I'm not a trained counselor or psychologist and really encourage you to seek that extra support Uh, if you need that be okay with asking for that support and of course I'm always here to provide trauma sensitive yoga as well if you want to meet face to face or online let me know take care bye Hi everybody, today I'm jumping online to share my my regular podcast about yoga and really keen today to share about trauma sensitive yoga. Trauma sensitive yoga, it is less well known than what you see on TV, in magazines, in mainstream media and it is based on the premise that each person you come across has experienced some level of hardship regardless of what we see on Instagram or social media sometimes uh, as we know social media can show one side of life rather than the full picture and you know fair enough as well some people want to share a lot some people don't it's completely their choice what trauma sensitive yoga looks at is supporting people who have experienced trauma and helps practitioners to come back into their body when people experience trauma uh, the body can store what happens mentally emotionally uh, and also physically at a cellular level sometimes we can consciously remember something hectic traumatic 
that has happened. Other times our brain may forget to protect ourselves, even though the brain may not acknowledge or um, process what is going on as a way of protection, the body can um, can store emotions. So physically and emotionally we can store stress and trauma in the body. Yoga and trauma-sensitive yoga in particular works to bring movement in to reset the nervous system. When you've experienced trauma, you can stay in this survival mode, flight or fight mode, and yoga, breathing exercises, embodied movement like Tai Chi is another practice and swimming. It brings awareness back into your breath and body because as part of self-preservation, sometimes people can disassociate, which means that mind is somewhere else and body's here. And so body can be here experiencing trauma of some kind and um, the brain has to go somewhere else to protect itself. And you can stay in this stressful mode for a really long time, long after the trauma, the traumatic event has occurred. And it'll only be late over time. uh, The trauma may naturally heal. And other times it may not. It may stay with people. It's so dependent on the kind of support people receive. If they have access to support, uh, whether that's a counsellor, doctor, psychologist, um, whether they have a social network, whether people have self-care practices. Some people may need medication as well. It is just so varied. But uh, trauma-sensitive yoga is based on this idea that the body stores trauma, the body remembers, and trauma-sensitive yoga works to bring that consciousness back into the body and empower practitioners to make positive choices for themselves with trauma or hectic events it's where an experience is forced onto someone and there is no choice someone doesn't have a choice Uh, they've you know they're vulnerable and haven't been able to get themselves uh, to safety um, and you know it, it is horrific the level of um, trauma that happens in the world uh, but it does happen and it, it does have to do with choice because when that happens uh, what that means later when someone who has experienced trauma is in a safe spot, their brain can think that they're still in uh, this situation where they don't have choice. Trauma-sensitive yoga works to empower practitioners, practitioners so that they can get that sense of choice back and start to make choices on the mat with whether they move their, their arm higher, lower, look at their body parts when they're moving through practice so that they're really conscious in their breath and in their body and grounded in the now rather than body here, mind somewhere else. So it's really, really powerful trauma-sensitive yoga and uh, it certainly helped me over time. I didn't realize um, 
how it worked all I knew way back when was that I just felt good when I went to yoga felt chilled um, afterwards it gave me a sense of peace and I really loved that teacher said to me it's your choice uh, this practice accepts you as you are you don't have to do the splits do the handstands if you want to sure that's your choice and uh, I found that really empowering and didn't realize what all of that meant or why it was so effective until like years later until now I'm studying and seeing oh okay so that's why it is a effective way of supporting people it's not it's not the only way that I personally have been able to work through personal issues um depression anxiety stress of life I guess uh but it's one of the ways that has really been powerful for me and want to encourage you to look at trauma-sensitive yoga, uh, look for trauma-sensitive yoga teachers in your neighborhood. There are often free community classes around and also specific trauma-sensitive trained teachers that, that you can work with to support yourself so that your body, it, it really can begin to heal again and you can reclaim your body your mind and your spirit in a space that is supportive for you i have an article about this on my blog i'll uh, find it and then drop it in the link to this podcast if you have any questions please let me know as well i do want to reiterate that i'm sharing this podcast from the perspective of a yoga teacher and a practitioner of yoga someone who has uh, done yoga and yoga sensitive training but i'm not a trained counselor or psychologist and really encourage you to seek that extra support Uh, if you need that be okay with asking for that support and of course i'm always here to provide trauma sensitive yoga as well if you want to meet face to face or online let me know take care bye